inside this whip. He rained out his burner. Mama looking at me, crying. She asking when they can stop the murder. Till when did they first stop burning? Till there was no more hurdles. Pop green up, no kernels. This lean designer, no Virgil. No Tesla, I'm a mega pilot. They told my homie, so I got a break of silence. Welcome back to another episode of All Hustle No Luck. We're here on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Sunday to talk some basketball. NBA free agency has started. NBA Summer League has started. And we need to get into it because apparently the NBA is free bands. If you could just walk in and, and get, a, like get a contract, apparently. Over $1.5 billion spent in the first three days of NBA free agency with more to come. Um, we're going to dig into all of that right after we touch base with Kev. And see how he's been. How you been, Kev? Long time no speak. Yo, they put me on. They gave me a two week. Uh, put me on lay, lay lay off for two weeks. Warriors won the championship. They knew better to bring me onto the podcast because <clears throat> I would have said some crazy things. But <clears throat> I've had time to cool off and you know <laughs> level out. So let's go. Yeah, honestly. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I don't want to waste too much time because there's a lot of that we have to discuss, but the NBA is giving out free bands. But before we do that, let's talk about some of the trades that have happened because um, there's been a lot. So what I'll do is I'll I'll kind of give a rundown of each trade, and then maybe we could just discuss in detail to say what we like, what we don't like, how to fix the team, and push forward. So I'm going to go based on when the trades actually happened, and then obviously the bigger trades will probably take us more time. So let's get started. First trade, we have Royce O'Neal going from Utah to the Brooklyn Nets for an unprotected 2023 first-round pick. I'm not going to spend too much time. I think this is a situation where you don't know what's going on in the background, and you make a trade to kind of bolster your roster, and it comes back to bite you. Because they wouldn't have made this trade if KD wanted out. I 100% believe that. This is a win now. I need to fill out the rotation type of move as opposed to, oh, Royce O'Neal is that guy. So um, pretty insignificant on my radar, but what are your thoughts, Kev? I don't know, man. I don't even think he's worth a, worth a first-round pick. <laughs> uh, before KD, after KD, in between KD. like <laughs> I hear you, though, but at the same time, like the way this KD thing's being drawn up, it's not like they hadn't talked to KD in weeks. So it's like you're really out here giving away first-round picks for a man like Royce O'Neal and Katie wasn't taking calls. Weird to me. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But again, that whole situation is weird. But for those of you that haven't had a chance to go listen to the last emergency pod, make sure you guys go double click on that. Chris kind of rundowns the gives a rundown of the whole Katie situation. But moving forward, we then have the Hawks who acquired DeJounte Murray and Jock Landale from the San Antonio Spurs in exchange for Nilo Gallinari, a conditional 2023 first round pick. From Charlotte, Atlanta's 2025 and 2027 first-round picks, and then a 2026 first-round pick swap. I'll start off by saying this. Originally, when I heard the deal, I thought that Atlanta got away with the fleecing. I thought it, I, I, I just didn't see how you can give him an all-star player who's in his smack dead in his prime for uh, Danilo Gallinari and a few picks. like That just didn't equate to me. But then when I really dug into the details and understood that their hands were basically tied, just for those of you who don't know, DeJounte had signed a below-market deal um, rookie extension. And his team basically advised San Antonio Spurs, like they have no no intentions of re-upping with them 
because they want to basically end the contract so they can start fresh with a brand new pay scale. Because if they did an extension, it would basically be a raise from what he's currently making, which is again undervalued. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So that's that why everything. exactly that's why I, okay. I didn't know that until I had that breakdown. So when I looked at it, I said, okay, that makes a lot of sense because at that point they knew that they were sitting ducks because it was either you're going to pay DeJounte X amount of million 30 plus whatever he was going to make, or he just walks for free. So getting ahead of the ball, being preemptive and making the trade. I, I do like it. I think it works for both sides. Um, I think Atlanta gets a lot better. They fill gaps. It's going to give an opportunity to trade to play off the ball, uh, which I think that he can, is a role that he can flourish in. Yeah, he has a high usage, but again, I feel like he's a good enough player where he can still be effective without the ball in his hands and they get the defender. And San Antonio finally hits a reboot. So I like the trade. What are your thoughts? I, th- I think, all right, from San, before, before hearing what Rob just explained as to why, you know, their haste to trade him, I looked at it from the standpoint of like you draft a guy that was incredibly raw. You developed him. He tore his ACL. You developed him some more. You waited, played him, leader of your team, all NBA type year, and then right after that you traded. In my head, it was like I'm like I'm looking at him like yo, listen, you're hustling backwards, and you have him well below market for multiple years. From my in my head, I'm looking at like this is the dream. This is what you want. This is what you work hard for as a GM as an organization. So for me to see them trade him, I was a bit confused. I guess. The extension thing adds a lot of context and it helps me understand a bit more. Not to the Hawks side. I think I don't I feel like they didn't have to give up much. Three first round picks is a lot, but in this day and age, to get a player like that on that contract to be able to just swap out for a guy like Danilo Garlinari in terms of players, right? You didn't have to trade five guys to make this deal happen. You have to give up one player. So as of right now, you did a one-for-one swap, and then we're going to talk about the picks down the road. Let's kick the can down the road. You have a guy that's under contract. You have a guy that fills a direct need in terms of his ability to play defense and line up with Trey Young. Now, in terms of the fit, I'm, I don't think it's a good fit, but for that price and that type of player, like you figure that out. You do your best to figure it out. Let's see if it works before we even know because <clears> – <throat> Trail's been in the league four years, and I wish Chris was here because we had had this conversation before, but Trail's been in the league for four years, and that doesn't mean that your habits are ingrained in you, but as far as I'm concerned, he does absolutely nothing without the basketball, right? And you can tell me, you know, it's a function of the team not having anybody that can do anything, and I can tell you there's been multiple reports that any time coaches have tried to take the ball out of his hands, he's pouted. We've heard Collins talk about it. We've heard it multiple times. and. My point of view, when the ball's on in his hand, he does the same thing that James Harden does, the same thing that Luka Doncic does. He sits, stands 35 feet away from the rim and waits for the ball to get passed back to him. Now, can that change? Maybe. But as of right now, all I can go on is what I know. And what I know is that any opportunity I've seen Trey Young without the basketball in his hands, he's been absolutely useless. Now, DeJounte, we're not going to expect him to do much with the ball without, without the ball in his hands because he can't shoot. Right? So it's going to be like, okay, how do you guys figure out how to coexist together? Now, Trey can – it can still be a situation where neither of them does nothing when the ball is on in their hands, and they're still successful just because DeJounte is such an upgrade to Kevin Herter, who was before. So I think it's 
it's a great move for them. It's a great move. I just don't think that the fit in terms of those two players is going to be great. I don't think they're going to play off of each other by any means necessary. But when you add Dejounte Murray to that roster with a glaring hole for defense and a glaring need for defense, I think that's that makes you a lot better today. No, it definitely does make you a lot better. I I, I wholeheartedly agree. And again, you raise some valid points, right? Obviously, we know Trey Young isn't. He, he's not the happiest camper when he doesn't have the ball. We know that. And I think that's part of the reason why they had fired their old coach. But it, even with Nate McMillan, um, he's been off the ball a little less. I'm uh, sorry, a little more um, since he kind of took over. But again, like he for what it's worth. Anything. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I want to see what is what is for what it's worth, because this this is really those. T- this is a situation where it tells you, like, are you really here to play winning basketball or are you a stat pattern? Because. Like- yeah. This is my question, right? And I'm I'm genuinely asking this. What do you think players like a star can provide off the ball? Like we talk about it, right? Like what can a star give you off the ball? Shooting. Uh, this is what I think. Shooting, I think, you know, cutting here and there, playing at the post. Those are probably the three things that come to my mind. Let me know if you think of anything else. The only thing I would say is is like maybe gravity. Cause like but to, yeah, but to have gravity, you gotta be able to shoot it, right? I guess that's true. If, yeah, gra- yeah. If, gra- if gravity exists for Trey Young, if the gra- if he has gravity, it's gonna exist as of right now because of how great of a player he is. But that's not something you do any different than just standing there, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you're so right. The reason why I'm asking that is because then I'm looking at okay, like what is Trey Young gonna reasonably give me? Because he's not, he's undersized. Post is eliminated. Mm-hmm. Slashing eliminated. All you're looking for him to do is shoot. And if we're being honest, it's not like Trey Young is not Steph Curry. We're talking about a career 35% three point shooter. So how lethal are we talking? And again, but there's more to it than that. I think he is an elite shooter. It's just the fact that he has so much of an offensive burden that his shot selection is not the greatest. The volume of threes he has to take. Like it's same thing with, with like Devin Booker, right? Like, when I look at Devin Booker, everybody assumes that he'd be a knockdown forty uh, percent shooter. He's not, but I think it's for a good reason though. It's just because nah. the way he has to go about getting the shots is a bit different. So it's you can't compare him to a guy that's just standing there. I Obviously, think, Seth Curry's in a class of his own, but you Devin get Booker. I think you're making that's just a, a thought we have. What a guy like Devin Booker. I don't. I don't know for for Trey Young. Like no, off the top of my head, but Devin Booker, I know he's not the three point shooter we think he is. Simple to me. Not because the shots he has to take. No, when you ask him to step out to 24, he's not the guy that we expect him to be based on his skill set. And I've learned that because if you look at him, like, again, another career 36% guy. But he's one of the best mid-range shooters in the game, shoots 90% from the line. Like, it's just it's just a thought we have because we say, okay, like his shot selection. Listen, the shots that Devin Booker's taking now are not the same shots he was taking four years before before Chris Paul arrived. And He's it's not it's not, it's no it's not much of a difference. I don't Fair. know. That's just that's the way I see it. But I think it's just gonna be shooting from him because again he's undersized, like what are we really going to get from him? So Fair enough. Um let's pivot a bit. I wanna talk about the Celtics acquiring Malcolm Brogdon for a bag of chips. Um <laughs> like honestly, like it was a bag of chips. Daniel Tice, in exchange for Daniel Tice, Aaron Neesmith, Nick Stauskas, Juwan Morgan, Malik Fitz, 
and the Celtics first round top 12 protected 2023 first round pick. That's a bag of chips, man. Like, my thing is this. I'm not saying this is a fleecing because I know that Indiana had to come off of Brogdon. That we understood. Why? They had to. It's it's the same thing thing I said in an earlier pod. You don't draft a guy like Benedict Matherin, right? Lottery. And then have six mans ahead of him in the the depth chart. You had Buddy Heald, Malcolm Brogdon. You had like four or five guys ahead of him. You had to get rid of him. Now, for one, you're you're in a rebuilding phase. He was not going to be there, and you kind of wanted to free up the reins for Matherin and, and and Halliburton. And for two, you knew you're not going to make the most of him, so you might as well trade him. Same thing. What I, what I think is going to happen to Miles Turner, but my problem is, is when you start, like for for me, I would have assumed that Michael Bargain's value was a little, little bit more than this, right? Why? Because he's an NBA player. <laughs> Like the guys that just the guys that I just named, I didn't even know were on the roster. I didn't know Nick Stelskis no, but you know made the first it past the big, The first round pick's the big thing. Here. But top twelve protected? Like, like well, what is I that really? Like, he can't even stay healthy, man. I guess what it's just like I, I understand like there's health concerns, but when 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 it works, it works. Yeah, and like you could say like okay, this is the thing. I agree with you that it was four baggages, but I just think that was his value. And I, I like I don't I didn't look at it and say whoa like they stole him I was like no they got a good player that if it works it works and a team like Boston that's just looking to add can live off that because like realistically Boston doesn't need Brogdon for sixty they don't need him for any specific sixty they need him for that last eighteen or twenty in May and June now the problem with those guys and I've been saying this for years is that expecting them to to, to get that 18, you can't just say, oh, if I could pick any 18, I'm going to get this 18 in June and July and in May and June because sometimes you just don't get it and then those guys are useless, right? But like this is a low-risk move because two weeks ago, I would have asked you, how does Boston get any better? And you would have never thought they could add a player like this. No, that that that's a hundred percent true. I, and again, shout out to um, Brad Stevens for the wizardry because he found a way to cook up a deal and get basically steal a guy. But like, I'm more so speaking to Indiana's point. Like, if, even if this is Brogdon's value, I can't see a scenario where I maybe this is me being naive. If that's what he's going for, why are the other 28 teams not putting up something like that? That that is fodder. Like. Those guys are not making the roster. So you basically got him for Daniel Tice, which is washed, and a 2023 not even lottery pick. Like, to me, and maybe I hold Malcolm Brogdon way higher than the league, and I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm out of tune with, with, with what the league thinks he is, but I thought he was better than that. <laughs> you didn't have to do their due diligence is what you're saying. They, ha- they couldn't have. There's no way. There's no way. If Royce O'Neal's going for a first-round pick... I hear you, Tenix. I hear you still. But, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Brogdon's actually, like, he's one of those guys when it's not an if but when. And he's under contract till 2025, fam. Yeah, I guess maybe that's it's a financial burden. That yeah, kind like, of, that's, yeah, like, that's nuts. Honestly, like, as I'm looking at it, that's insane. He's owed eight over, he's owed about $100 million more. Mm-mm. Yeah, maybe like, it is a financial burden. It's not if but, it's not if. With Brogdon. It's not if he can stay healthy. No, no, no. That's not the conversation. It's 
It's just when he's going to get hurt. So that's my only thing. But as from Boston's point of view, unless he's injured every single playoff run, then like this is gonna at some point this is gonna help you. That's what I see. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe uh, we'll could have got more. I don't know, man. A hundred million dollars still owed. Maybe and and you know what the injury the injury concerns are probably what's what's swaying the needle here because a lot of, of teams are probably saying that if he's healthy, no, I'm willing to pay that. Guy. Yeah, yeah, but he's not there. So yeah, um, we'll see. I don't know, but let's pivot a bit because <laughs> I want to talk about this big trade. Uh, again, none of these trades are official. The moratorium hasn't been completed yet, so these are agreed to in principle. Um, I was on NBA.com. They say that some of these details are still going to be released because, again, uh, league office has to approve it. But, they're, again, they're agreed to in principle. So let's talk about the Timberwolves acquiring Rudy Gobert uh, from the Jazz in exchange for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Balmero, the rights to Walker Kessler, which is the 22nd pick of this year's draft, 2023 first-round pick unprotected in 2020. Oh, I said that already. 2025 first-round pick unprotected. Uh, 2027 first-round unprotected. 2029 first-round top-five protected. And the rights to uh, swap first-round picks in 2026. I'm going to start off by saying, <laughs> like, yo, what? 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 I but hear me out. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me just get, this is one of those where if it doesn't work out, you just start a new MyGM store. Uh, <laughs> delete, delete the file. Delete and go to a new game store. Run it back. That's all. Go ahead. Nah, I, I agree. But here's the thing. And I was even having this conversation with a friend of ours. It's a lot. But when quote unquote superstars or even stars, oh, stars, <laughs> stars. Okay. Because if we're going to, if we're going to say that Paul George yeah. is a star, I would throw Rudy Gobert in that class. He's a star. Yeah. Okay. When these guys get moved, this is the price tag that that often has to come along with it, right? I would argue people know how I feel. It's the well documented how I feel about Rudy Gobert, but this is the price he had to get moved. He has a lot of money remaining on his contract, but he's also an all time great defender, and you need him more than the team does that's trading him. So they're probably looking at and saying, if you're able to give me this haul, I'm gonna take it every time. And Minnesota, for me and Frank, is probably looking at it and saying, hey, we just give this extension to Cat, which we'll get into later. He's smack dead in the prime of his career. Ant-Man's on his way. You're going to have to maximize his prime. This gives them the ability to say that I, I gave Carl Anthony Towns all the weapons he needed to maximize his prime. Go out there and do something. There's now no excuses. And again, maybe that's wrong for them to say that cat is that guy but if he's not that guy ant-man might be that guy it just puts him in a position where i can honestly say like you guys have a chance there's not really an excuse now you you really do have a chance it's a lot it's a lot don't get me wrong but no it's a lot still but <laughs> no it's a lot but you have a chance now and i understand my, why you did it my point of view is like, okay, let's look at this, right? People are going to look at it and going to say, whoa, that's so many picks. But I feel like this is a temporary moment of self-realization for the Minnesota Timberwolves. If it has not been the first number one pick, it has not worked. 
except for Kevin Love, Jarrett Culver, Ricky Rubio. I think they drafted Johnny Flynn. Um, Shabazz Muhammad. I think that's who they drafted. Fam, it's just wrong, 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 wrong. Every decision they make in the draft has always been wrong, unless they've had the first number one pick. Wrong, 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 wrong. At what point do you just say, okay, let me stop trying to identify these people because I know I can't and go get somebody who's already been identified. Now, ideally, when you go and get a guy and you give up all that, you want a showstopper, you want a a star, like a a guard, a wing, a guy who's going to give you 20-plus a game X, Y, and Z. The fact of the matter is for the Timberwolves, they already have those guys. Right? They have Towns who we know what he does on a night-to-night basis. You bring in you have Ant who's making a rise. We, we're gonna expect him to take some type of step. Who knows how big, but some type of step. And now you add in Rudy Gobert. And as we talk, I challenge like if there was one team that Rudy Gobert could have went on with another seven-footer, it's only this one. Because this seven-footer shoots is a legitimate sniper. We've had this conversation. We're not talking about a big man that can shoot. We're talking about a sniper, a career 40% three-point shooter. So it's going to be one of those experiments where, like, we're kind of go- – picture how we felt about Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins in that year in New Orleans where, like, all eyes were on to see, like, what's going to happen here. How is this going to look? One of the best screeners in the NBA. We know how his def- he's a, he's a one-man defense by himself. So when you just add him to that roster, now you're going to ask Towns to guard fours, which might be a bit tough for him. But the worry for Cat guarding fours is a blow-by. And once they blow-by, if they have to go look Rudy Gobert in the face, like that's a whole different ballgame. Anthony Edwards can get stops. I don't like that they gave up Pat Bev just because <clears throat> whether we like him talented-wise or not, like I think it's been commonly stated that he was kind of the difference this year. So to have him, you know, add so much confidence to these guys and then trade them a year later doesn't necessarily bode well with me. And I think you're going to need a couple more of those guys going forward on that team. I don't. I, I want D'Angelo Russell to get moved, to be honest. I want them to kind of like break him into two players that could give you something. They signed Kyle Anderson, which is huge, another defender, playmaker, can't really shoot. But again, this team's not struggling for shooters. Like it's, They have a chance, as Rob said, man. They have a real chance now, and I think this is the best chance they've had in a while. And I also like the fact that they could have sat on their hands and said, listen, like we overachieved this year. We're good. Cat takes a leap. Ant takes a leap. Russell takes a leap. Now we're contenders. No, no. They went out and got a player that is supposed to make a huge difference to your roster. And I, I can commend that because this is anti-Timberwolf behavior. Yeah. I, I, I really do like the trade. Like, don't get me wrong. And I know schematically it's not perfect. But as you said, if there was ever a big man to pair Gobert with, it would be Cat. Just based on the sheer skill set, so I'm I'm interested to see how it happened, how it worked because the West is is looking pretty strong. Like I was going through some of the teams, and this in a normal season or in a normal time, this team probably would have been pegged for like a top three seed. But I I can't even confidently say that because there's a lot of teams in the West right now that are looking real powerful. Pelicans, um, obviously, we have Denver getting back to full strength. Uh, G states reading up like there's a lot of teams so hopefully it pings out for them and, and we'll see yeah, exactly I think, how I think it falls on Ant like if Ant takes 
a leap, nothing crazy. I'm on. I just think if Ant comes with more consistency this year, then I could pencil them in like top five. I think. Yeah, they'll be dangerous for a hundred percent. Um, there are a lot of trades. Um, a lot of them aren't really notable. So I think what we could do is let's let's transition to uh, to the signings because I really <laughs> want to get my. I, re, I have some shit I have to say. Zach Levine, let's start right there. Five year, two fifteen point two mil, going back to the Bulls. I like I like Zach Levine, but yo, what I'm starting to realize in the NBA is that you have to pay to keep your man's, but the needle movers are few and far in between. There's not too many of them yep. because Zach Levine can't be making two fifteen over five. I don't care how good he is. Sam, it's just a, like it's just a matter of if you don't, you won't have these guys, and that's the problem. Because I can't. My problem is this: if I'm paying that to Zach Levine and he couldn't bring me to the playoffs in the Eastern Conference or even be in the conversation, and you're taking that much per, uh, of the cap, like what is that? Almost like forty percent of the cap. Like, it's not looking good. Like, I feel like at that point you're you're looking yourself in the mirror and saying, "I have to do this." Don't get me wrong; you're pigeonholed. But you're signing up for mediocrity. Because, again, the needle movers, the guys that we really know can get stuff done, he's not one of them. But he's getting paid like it. And he couldn't bring you to the playoffs by himself. He had to wait for DeMar to come to his coattails and save him. And then but we I don't think, know that DeMar's the same guy. We're at a place where the needle movers, it's not even a money thing. Because real, realistically, the needle movers aren't even making that much money. Exactly. Like They're not. It's only Steph... That I, that's on that list of um, top five highest earners in the MBS because he wasn't going anywhere, right? But the needle movers have been moving around, so they're not going to get this Mega Max shit, whatever these men are getting. It's like, it's it's a weird situation because, again, like, obviously you want men to get paid, but, like, as a fan of the sport, it's just it's just weird to look at, man. It's just, you're just looking at everybody get 215 to the point where you're just like, what is this league gonna look like? And then, and again, Rob is right. These are not needle movers. The list of men that got two fifteen was insane. And I think Zach's probably the worst one out of all of them. Bradley Beal, I think, is worse. But Bradley Beal got two fifty one. Fifty mil a year, to be clear. That guy's an absolute joke. <laughs> it's like, I genuinely don't understand, man. I don't understand. I think. I think 10 years from now or something, Mads are going to look back at the league and say, like, yo, you guys really fucked it up for the ones coming before you. Facts. Because, like, what's going on, no matter how much money's being printed and how much money Mads are making, bro, at some point, the owners are going to look at the landscape and put their foot down. And they're going to come up with a way Mm -hmm. where the real needle movers are only eligible to get that that type of money. Facts. Because that's what what really what it comes down to. It's about eligibility. It's the fact that a Zach Levine is eligible for the same money as a Nikola Jokic or in the same ballpark or even 200. The fact that a Zach Levine is eligible for a 200, that's the actual problem if we're talking about from an owner's standpoint. Those men shouldn't be eligible for that because that's why you have to pay them, even though they don't—they're not like that. So, but I, I've been saying it. I've said it at least three or four times on this pod. A lockout could be pending. 
These owners are only going to sit back for so long and shell money out to, to guys that aren't doing anything. Bradley Beal is making $50 million in the NBA. And like, yo, look at the season he's coming off. Of. That, that's exactly my point. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, my point. This, I own this that? man in fantasy. I own this. So, so I watched him have one of the worst years of his career. Shoot, I, scored, I think he scored went from dropped from 32 points a game to 23 points a game. Field goal percentage down, three-point percentage down, shot 30% from three. Free throw percentage down. Literally numbers down across the board, Robs. He opted out of a $40 million deal to get five two fifty. And if you if you go anywhere and look at Wizards fans, they don't even want him. I don't get it, bro. I don't Honestly, get it. I, I don't know how I you can come and have your worst season in I'm looking at it right now, six years. And I'm gonna back out two fifty for you. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And the thing about it is I'm I'm on a I'm at a point where I'm never blaming the player. Get your money, young man. Right, Get your obviously. money. Yeah, yeah. We're not blaming the player. It's just the system's broken. Man. It's, it's just... the system's broken, but it's not broken. Because in the case of the Wizards, they did that to themselves. No, but the system's broken just the fact that like at some point, someone's gonna suffer. Facts. Some player's going to suffer because of this. Because the Zach Levines of the world 10 years ago might not even be able to get 150, if I'm being honest with you. Or equivalent to, you know, inflation, inflation as things increase. Yeah, relative, yeah. Gonna, yeah, relatively. Like, they're going to make sure that these mans that... Because, yo, even Bradley Beal, at his peak, we're talking about a guy that averaged 32, 32 a game. He was not doing anything. He wasn't even a needle mover off. Exactly. They could have made the playoffs <laughs> when he was and averaging 32. You're telling me he coming off of... 32 a game and can't make the playoffs. That's one of the worst years of his career. You're going to back out 250. <laughs> it's comical. It's comical. The, the NBA was giving money out to everybody, but I want to ask you this, Kev. There's a lot of signings. What is your favorite signing? Favorite? Yeah. Oh, uh, can you go first? Let me think about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, when, I thought about this question for a while, and I was like, okay, there's a lot of the signings that went around the league. A lot of people got some money. A lot of things happen. But if I'm being 100% honest, my favorite signing? Hmm. You weren't even ready yourself. No, no, no. I have I have two because it, it was a bit of a toss-up. So I, I really, really, really do like the Jalen Brunson signing. And I like the Bobby Porter signing. Stop it. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Right? But if I'm going to pick one... I think my favorite signing would have to be the Bobby Porter signing. Honestly, I don't I don't care about that one. Talk to me about Brunson. Okay, so here's my here's my logic on or my theory on Brunson, right? Or New York. I think New York has come to the understanding that they're not gonna get the big fish. Like there's always been this allure to New York for the past however many years that and it was always, oh, you wanna go play in the big apple. If you could win in the big apple, you'd be loved. Whatever. That doesn't happen. From when Katie and Kyrie came to the city and went across the bridge, you your your franchise wasn't wasn't what it once was. I'm sorry, sorry Knicks fans, you're not as prestigious as you guys think you are. Not everybody wants to go play in New York. You guys are have been a bad organization. You don't win anything. You're not getting the big fish. I think that realization holds value. Granted, 
getting a guy like Brunson is not going to solve your issues. You were pretty bad last season, but I think it does make you significantly better. I think a guy like RJ Barrett struggles because he has to do a lot without having any guard on his coattails. I think he has to do a lot of creation himself and his shoulders. I think Julius Randle has the ball in his hand too much and he has to make too many decisions and it impacted his play once the league caught up. I think these are real problems. And I think these are problems that are easily solved by putting a competent point guard in the system and saying, hey, instead of giving the ball to Julius four out of five times down the court, let's run a set. Let's get this guy easier buckets. Let's do something. And I've, I've watched enough Jalen Brunson to understand that he's not the greatest point guard, right, by any means. He might not even be top 15, but he's good enough to the point where he could actually improve your roster. And I think giving him the money that they gave him, it didn't it, – it, it, it's not like he got 30 M's. Like, you know what I mean? He got paid very got handsomely as a starter. He got 26 a year. Which is very handsomely as a starter. That's starter money to me. Man, if I was, if Jalen Brunson was my sixth man, I'd be very happy. Let's get take money out of the equation. Jalen Brunson was my sixth man, I'd be very happy. If Jalen Brunson was my starter, I would not be happy. If Jalen Brunson was my starter making 26 mil a year for the next four years, I would be livid. And I'm hearing you talk about this is your favorite? That's insane to me. Well, granted, because a lot of guys didn't really move, right? This is one of the biggest thefts as, as far as I'm concerned. Right, and the I hear biggest fills? No, thefts. Oh, okay, okay. Thefts. And I hear you. A lot of mans haven't really moved. I hear you. Right? But that's one of my biggest thefts. I'm going to draw for my my favorite signing is Kyle Anderson, honestly. Nine mil a year. He's a very good player. And to add him to your team, like, I think it's going to help. Guy come off your bench. He can give. He can replace as a starter here and there. Um, other than that, I want to say Gary Payton Jr., but I just think Corlin needs to give it up. Like I don't <clears throat> I think he's going to help. I think he's, he can do the exact same thing he did for the Warriors, which is be like a defense by himself when he's out there. And he's going to be great, but we're talking about the Blazers, man. I can't believe you just gave Brunson that. No, because, you know, I, I sat down and I thought about it realistically. And it's like when I first saw the number, I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jalen Brunson. It's like, yeah, is Jalen Brunson uh elite point guard? No. He's not. He's getting paid. You just paid. said you don't even know if he's top 15. No, I know that. Again, he, he might not be top 15. And again, I'm not... I, what I want to make clear is that I don't I don't want people to just confuse that... Um, what I'm saying with thinking that I think Jalen Brunson is a guy. I don't think that. I think he fills a need for them. And what they gave to him in exchange for what he's bringing makes sense. And if that comes at the price tag at 26, so be it because you weren't getting anybody else anyway. And you needed this. You you legitimately needed this. If, if someone wants to say, yeah, he got overpaid by, say, 5 mil, I, I might agree with you. But that doesn't exchange the fact that New York believes that they had to do it. And I think they're better off for it. So like, what do you who, think about a- go ahead. Anthony Simons? Then? That's ridiculous, man. What? It's the, the same shit. No, no, no. The difference is, is that... Portland claims that they want to compete and they want to be this this um, competitive roster moving forward. Which the just signed a guy, yeah, but you just signed a guy that is CJ zero point five. When I saw Anthony Simons, I thought that he was six five six six. He's six three, and he's not the level shooter CJ is, and he's not the level playmaker that CJ is. So how is you giving him? What is it? Twenty five or twenty? Was it twenty five? I think twenty five m's. 
yeah, how is yeah. that? How how does that bode well for you? Like, how does that make you a better team, bro? That's the exact same shit I'm looking at Brunson, man. Nah, but see, Brunson's different because at least they're trying something. You never done this before. When was the last competent point point guard in your cat? So what, man? When in the, like we did, no, we no, haven't seen different. Anthony Simons and Damian Lillard. We haven't. I've seen a small backcourt of, of the same okay, same style still, player. Okay, and I've seen Jalen Brunson. I've seen Kemba Walker. I've seen. The carcasses that's not fair. That's and the not New fair. York make point guards, man. Come on, bro. Brunson's Stop not it. a carcass, though. I've we seen know Derrick that. Rose. No, but that's where point guards go to die, Robs. Which is why this is a change. This is a young spud <laughs> going well, over there. 26. That's, it's a smack dead in the prime. You're talking about guys okay. that had one leg. Kemba has had one leg. Derrick Rose, okay. we know that Did story. Did have one leg? Did Moutier have one leg? No, man. That's where point those guards guys go to die. Second, those guys are on their way out the league. <laughs> Come on, Kev, nah, man. Nah, like, yo, he was on his way out the league. There's a reason, there's a reason why I distinct. I, I made the, a point to ask you, Simon's off that Brunson bullshit because that it, you can't knock this and and praise the other one. I'm sorry. I'm not, the only reason why I'm knocking it is because I, I've seen Portland do this before. It's he's the exact same player you traded away, but worse. I've never seen New York have a competent point guard. All the guys you and named they, were on the way out. Don't. And they still don't. <laughs> so you just don't bury Brunson. That's what it is. No, I, I just told you as my sixth man. Yeah, sure. Fine. Cool. So what he but did in the playoffs doesn't okay, mean start? Okay. What? No, you, no, 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 no. What did he do? What did he average in the playoffs, Robs? Honestly. He had a, he had a couple I'm, good moments. I mean, I, know, I don't know numbers off top. Yeah, Robs, you know you can't catch me with that bullshit. Fam, all I'm saying is. Good moments. All I'm no, saying I is. I don't care. I get what you're saying. But all I'm saying is, is that I've seen people get more opportunity off of doing less. And I, okay, and it's still fucked. I'm not saying that it might not be fucked, but I understand why New York did it. And I'm I not saying I would do it, but I understand and I like the move. And you Jaylen brought in Brunson, somebody competent that you haven't had. Jaylen you you filled a position. Is an undersized two. Simple. That's as far like as far as I'm concerned. He is an undersized two. Robs. He is all right. At his best, I think he's going to be Malcolm Brogdon. At his best. That's not saying much. Because even when Malcolm Brogdon wasn't a man with half a hamstring, we didn't really rate him like that. The league and did, you though. Just that man t- no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. he got 20 mil. Because he got 20 mil. He's making less than Brunson now. But look when he signed it. That was like two years ago he signed that contract. Okay, so again, I'd say it's pretty much the same deal, though. That's what I'd say. Yes. Right. Okay. Rated him. Right. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. He was never like that. Brunson was, sorry, Brockton was never a guy like that. Man, miss me still. Who's next? Well, I'll say this. Brunson averaged 21 and a half in the playoffs, four, four and a half rebounds, four assists on 46% shooting, 35 from deep, 80 from the line. I'm Again, I don't, I kind of want to move forward. I'll just say this. I don't think that it's, a fantastic greatest move. I'm just saying, given the landscape of free agency, who was available, what you needed, he fits the role. He comes in, he plays competent basketball, and you paid him, and you couldn't pay anybody else anyway. <laughs> you weren't no. paying nobody, and nobody was coming to New York. So just listen, do it. Rubs, when you have no one else to pay, and you want to just pay somebody, you hand out the one year. The one plus one. You don't hand out the four when you have no one else to pay. But you, only certain players take the one plus one, man. It's either you're a okay, superstar and, and you don't have options. Only, and those are the only mans I'm interested in if I do not want to give you this money. I'm not subscribing to I had to I had who else but if not him. Foolishness, bro. Yeah. 
don't but, know. That's where we differ. But I want your opinion on PG Tucker getting another contract. I think I think PG Tucker's pretty bad. Like I don't know if that's nah, just man. me. There's a, yo, there's a place for that guy in this league, man. And that ten million a year, like I get it. How many like how how many times does the league have to show you this man has value? Multiple different teams, you know, and good organizations that we perceive to be competitive and good. How many times do they have to show us that they rate this guy? Like three me, years old at thirty seven. Yeah, three is crazy. Now three is crazy. Thirty <laughs> seven. Another contract, a two, I would have gave him a, maybe a one plus one. Three is a lot. Don't get That's what I'm wrong. saying. I'm tired of harping over it. Um, just going through the list. Nurkic. Listen, listen. The fact that Nurkic can go out and get four and seven. This is what I'm telling you, man. League's fucked up. Because we can sit here and I can tell you how bad Yukit Nurkic really is. How bad? Really bad. And then he's good. Then, in the same breath, I can tell you he's a top 10 center in the NBA. And it's wrong. I'm sorry. Like, the statement isn't right, isn't wrong, but it's, it's wrong. The, the fact that he is one of those guys to go get you 18 mil a year, and you just got to give it to him because if not him, then who? Sad. Sad. Like, I, I would have thought that Trailblazers would have actually dusted their hands of that. Wiped their hands clean and said, yo, let's move on, man. But they didn't. They locked in. And I, I almost threw up when I heard that they were thinking about giving Dame another extension on top of the one. I almost threw up. Didn't they? No, they gave him one, like, I think last year. Oh, the game, they said they want to extend it by, like, another year. And I said, I almost threw up. No, I said, no, for see, what? And again, coming off the year you were having, we got to wait and see still. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But, yeah, there are a lot of signings. There are a lot, a lot of signings. Um, Still some guys that... Uh, still on the market, so we have like obviously James Harden is looking like he's gonna go back. DeAndre Ayton's a free agent, but look like he might be packaging a trade. Miles Bridges, let's talk about this man. I heard they rescinded the qualifying offer, so he's yeah. he's not even RFA anymore. Yo, you know you know what that means though, right? Like that means no one's touching. Yeah, because think, the way I look at it is like this, right? And I want to I want to tread lightly because it, it is a sensitive situation. I don't want to place blame on something on someone until the facts are revealed. So I'm not gonna speak on what happened, but for those of you that don't know, do your research. But before, before all that, with the drugs, the lean, the smoke, the rapping, yeah. like that stuff it is, 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 it's not cool, but you can get over that. A team could probably pass an eye and say, you know what? Cool. We'll, we'll, we can rule that out. Give them around the right people. We can handle that. But this situation is a bit different. As uh, coming off the season, you just came off of where you were borderline all-star. To coming to a point where you can't even make your cap hold, like they release your cap hold because they're not willing to even take that risk. Your own home team, the team that knows you best, red flag. No team is oh. gonna go out there and even bat an eye because that what that tells me. It, it's different if they didn't offer them a big contract and they just kept the qualifying offer. That's what I thought. At that point, you know what I mean. You can honestly say, you know what, Charlotte. Because they can circle back. Like they exactly. can circle back if they want to. They're keeping their options open. They're washing their hands. Yeah. <laughs> they washing their hands. So if your own home team that raised you to the point where you're a borderline all star about to get a bag is saying we're done with you. It's over for you, <laughs> bro. Like my thing is, man, is whatever you post to lean and sh- it just. It just shows a pattern of behavior where, like, you're just an idiot, right? Because 
again, let's call it pink lemonade and a spliff. It's just a matter of why. Like, why? Of all times, you just had a career year. And you, l- listen, Robs, he could have gotten $160 million and then went and did all these things. Or, well, whatever he was doing, accused of being doing right now, he's, they say he's been doing it, like, over, over time. So. But, like, in terms of, like, let's just look at the, the pink lemonade and, and the split thing. He could have went and did this after he got 160. But you choose in June, before you're in line for generational changing money, to go do what you did. And then on top of that, now we're going to find this shit out. Like, I don't feel bad for people like this because it tells me that if you got that money, you would have probably fucked it off anyway. And the fact of the matter is the NBA, like, someone else is going to get it. And I'm going to assume, because it's safe to assume, that the next man that's going to get what you would have got is going to have more sense than you. That's just safe, because that's the baseline. We're talking about a man with no sense. So I, it's safe for me to assume that the next man is going to have a bit more, at least a bit more. He's an idiot, bro. I don't feel bad for men like that. I can't. I, I, it's just not in me. I know some men are going to look at it and say, oh, like, you know, how are you going to let this ha- let let so-and-so do this to you, trick you. No, no, you're an idiot. At the end of the day, you are only responsible for your decisions. Simple. That's how I live. That's how I, that's how I view life. A next person can't make me do something, especially something like that. And you're a grown-ass man with the, with the opportunity to change lives. You've probably already made enough money to change you and your family's life, but we're talking about your family's family, extended family, your kids, kids, kids. $160 million we're talking about, Rob. And you pissed it off for what? All to look cool. <laughs> all to look cool. And it's disgusting because like we come we all come from a certain place where, you know, we, we strive to be the best versions of ourselves. And as you said, when you get to the point where you're able to get generational wealth and, and think, well, he earned it. Yeah. He went out and earned it, and then at the very end. Because again, like maybe it's from his standpoint, like he already got it. Maybe that's how he was already operating. Like, like because he knew something was coming. Maybe he was already operating from the standpoint he already got it. I don't know. But like, there's something to there's something we'll call etiquette, man. And I just feel like in a league where, first of all, in a league where people may not understand the culture that's associated with it. Like we oh, all man, understand nah. the no, culture. No, no, Rob, no, no, I'm nah, just saying nah. this. I'm just saying, no, See, I'm not giving a blind. No. I'm not giving a blind. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hear me out. I'm just saying, hear me out. I'm just saying, it's not about culture and what he did. I'm saying we have a subculture in basketball that a lot of the people that run the organization don't understand. Right. Yo, so Rob, Rob. he might've had already had some eyes on him saying like, this guy's a rapper. He's doing this, this and that. And it doesn't help his case. Like I just don't, I don't see like especially what the way I see he the was progression and how we like, got to this point. The way he was rapping too, like, and again, we all nobody really cared because at the end of the day, he's just rapping. We know he's not really living like that. It's different though, because when Damian Litter was rapping, he made an album with no cursing so that they could play no, it no, in the I arena. Know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, even even though his subject matter was you know very gray area, should I drop a quote? No one was really, <laughs> no one was really tripping. That's all. That's all. Because yo, even with that said, Ross, man, you're still talking 160. That's what I'm saying to you. Like, pink lemonade and all that. Like. The whole sub the whole subculture thing, like, okay, yeah, that's true, but there's there's absolutely zero subculture of the pink lemonade, man. zero. Like that's not even a. There's no MB. We've never seen this before. Correct me if I'm wrong. The spliff we've seen, the rapping we've seen to an extent, but the 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 pink lemonade we've never seen that. That's facts. 
we never that's seen not that. subculture. That's lunacy. That's an idiot. <laughs> you have a again, point. Not even, you didn't get caught doing something. Like Rob, he didn't get caught in the club <laughs> doing something. You know, he didn't get caught in the club with a split. He in his posted hand. it. He posted it. <laughs> He's an idiot. Still, it's on a flex tape. Not no, no context. Not even like again. Maybe, what if he was in a picture? He took a picture with a man or whatever. He posted a picture. He didn't realize he had such and such in his hand. No, he. Took, he had this stuff in his hands and said, I'm going to take a picture of this and post it. Yeah. Dude's a fucking idiot. He has to be an idiot. So I agree with you. He has to be. Just, yeah. You voluntarily sold yourself. Or at least, you know, paid some, made people pay some attention. So now it doesn't bode well when this whole situation kind of cracks down. But I do want to talk about one more player and then we maybe we can talk about one more before we wrap up out of here. But why is Andre Drummond scared of, scared of basketball? I just feel like... What do you mean? You think he's going to get a starting bid somewhere? Nah, he signed to be a backup. Yeah. So, why, so what, do you think he's scared because of that? Man, he's age 28. And I just, I just felt like it went from him being a starter to, yeah, I'm just going to go no, back no, up but and let's, beat. Let's be clear, though. Like He went from being a starter to being traded in a career year to the Cavs. And the Cavs didn't want him traded into the lakers or released him whatever like it's it's been trending towards backup stats but come on like i feel like at some point like even when he, that did happen there were still rumors that teams like charlotte were willing to pay him to be a starting center and he just accepted a backup role and it's like now he's just cool being a backup at age 28 like so maybe it's almost they're like just he gave not up. coming like or they're just not coming nah, I, th- I think i think the center position is bleak enough where he can still get a starting spot no all right I don't know, man. I just feel like drumming, like there's no will. Like you're age 28, and you would swear he's 34 by the way he's making these career moves. I don't know. Um, Where do you go again? Uh, hold on one sec. It's two years. It doesn't give me the team name. I think it was Atlanta, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Let me see. No, nah, it was in Atlanta. I don't know why I'm thinking Miami, but it's not. Uh, Bulls. Bulls to back up Nurk. Uh, yeah. Vooch. Oh, sorry. Vooch. My, my apologies. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of other signings. So still, some guys that have to pick their pick their destination. I'm excited to see where Colin Sexton goes. Um, I think coming off the ACL or MCL, whatever he did tear in his knee, um, he's gonna have to make some decisions and probably make some sacrifices in terms of money. So, um, DeAndre Ayton still kind of deciding, depending on that situation. Obviously, KD, um, decision might impact that. Still, a few guys. Montres Harrell. Might be at the league. Um, no, not sure. He'll just sign somewhere. What? He's a trapper. <laughs> he got caught with pounds. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. With pounds. Pounds. <laughs> um, John Wall. John Wall. Like, um, I don't think it's a match made in heaven. It's like, how much gas do you have? Like, yo, this is my. my and I'm gonna sound like a hater, fam. But like, anytime a deal like this happens, man, start backing up 2017 highlights. <laughs> Those when he's doing 360 lays, <laughs> they said, I think, like, yo, do you know how many games he's played? Like, oh, God, man. It's next Start backing out the stats, talking about who he was, man. Like, that's if, hey, keep the same energy and back out the Russell Westbrook stats, then, and then and the highlight tapes. If we're doing that. That's all I'm asking. But I think, I think that defense, situation is different, though. Like, I, I don't think they, I don't think signing them, him was like, oh my gosh, he's the savior. But it's just like, you pick him up. No, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I agree. But it's just, I don't like the way that man's are going about it. Now, the yeah. They added, a star. No. Nah. They had a carcass, but <laughs> like adding that guy to give you if he gives you 20 minutes off the bench, like that's amazing. He's competing with who? Reggie and I don't remember who else. Like that's a great pickup for the Clippers. Facts. Facts. But 
Um, yeah, that's kind of NBA free agency so far. As I said, again, over $1.5 billion have been awarded to players in new contracts. And we're what? Sitting all of day three? Um, with still more to come? It's crazy how NBA gives out money in such a short time. got money, bro. That one was crazy. Oh, man. my gosh. I was talking to my friend about it. And I was saying, I was just like, who are you competing with? <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm know. a person that said that Bagley deserves a second chance on record. I said that, but second chance doesn't mean I'm giving you 10 plus a year. Second chance means you're going to take this one plus one, maybe for eight a year. And if someone else Yo, gives you better, go ahead. You see how far Pedigree gets you in this league? Facts. Crazy, bro. He's a blue blood. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy what, what we expected you to become, how long that can actually carry you through this thing. It's facts. It's that simple. Like, it's nothing more, nothing less. Because if you look at a man like Malik Monk, it's the same shit to me. And, and he was a man that was on a, a minimum deal last year. But he just wasn't projected to be the type of guy that Bagley was. That's true. Ludor, 90 million. Shout out to him, bro. He actually earned that shit. Yeah, he earned Don't that. anyone says. Uh, Malik Monks were being reunited with his college teammate in Darren Fox. So maybe yeah. they're sparking something. But the Kings are still the Kings. <laughs> uh, Dante DiVincenzo to the Warriors. Uh, big move. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I like that. Big I move. We could just look at that the same way we looked at Otto Porter when he was hitting shots. Like, yeah, like that's what he does. And I think they needed to. They needed somebody like that after losing Gary Payne. Because for sure, that's a tough one. He's still a plus defender. Yeah, he's still a plus defender. So. Yeah, yeah, he's a good defender. He's, yeah, he's, good. Yeah. he's not Gary Payne, but he's a good defender. He can shoot. That's the difference. But yeah. So yeah, as we said again, NBA free agency. It's 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 crazy. The contracts are being awarded. Um, still some moves to be made. I think right now the league is a bit on is is on pause until the KD situation um, sorts itself out. I was reading the article and they were saying that um, a lot of teams are hesitant to give out contracts if they haven't already, just because they want to see how this KD move is going to affect the rest of the league. It's kind of like a domino effect, but hopefully that decision comes in the next couple of days because um, I really want to see how some of these teams are going to shake out. Uh, a lot of signings, a lot of money left. Summer League is obviously in full effect, which I am watching. Uh, I guess quickly before we wrap up, because I think we do, we're over the free agency talk. Have you had the chance to watch any Summer League? It's only been two nah, days, but no, no, I haven't. I watched a bit of Keegan Murray. Yeah, I saw, I saw his highlights actually. Yeah, is he a shooter like that, or was it just a, a night? <sighs> so here's the thing: I, I no, saw the no, highlights. Not, obviously, he's not going to shoot like make ninety percent of his threes. But I just mean, is he a shooter? Just a night. That's my question. So here's the thing. Just off of what I saw and what I know, he is what he is from from college. He's been a scorer from college, right? He, he had that big leap and he really became like a full, well-rounded scorer. The problem is, is like I don't know how well that translates in the league, and this is not really the the, the litmus test for how good you are. It's it's summer league. I will say from the highlights I saw, he looked like he could, he can do something. With the ball in his hands, not necessarily create, but he looked like he could, he had a one-two basketball move. So yeah. that's more than I expected of him at this point. But his um, Iowa numbers were nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, he's a complete scorer. Fifty forty. Oh my god, bro! He's blocking one, two shots a game. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch. He's a complete scorer. <laughs> Yo, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't catch the draft because I was away. Like I was out of town, so I didn't really. I honestly don't can't don't even have like. Everything that happened in terms of drafting, so I like I'm I'm, I'm kind of behind on that part. But he looked good, but he he had a he had a kind of a donut today. I think he what, it was like nine points in like thirty minutes or something. But again, summer league, so um, interested to see how it wraps up. Interested to see how he finishes strong because um, he had twenty six the first game. But 
Um, yeah, we'll Last see how it goes. Else. Are you trading everybody on the Raptors for Kevin Durant? No. Okay, I am. I'm not trading because Kevin Durant, is, at least in the past couple years, has shown me that he can't really get it done by himself. So if the supporting cast isn't there, I don't think it's worth it. I don't Most think that just having the name is is worth it. Maybe what? from a, I'm saying from a, like if you want to win, man's just always, man's always talk about that until that that name shows up actually on the back of the jersey. No, no, don't get me wrong. Different. I want I would want Kevin Durant in Toronto. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but I'm saying if, if we're talking about actually winning championships and playing good basketball, if you're trading the entire Bro, starting lineup, it doesn't make the sense. The starting point is a Kevin Durant. That's the starting point. So winning basketball, winning championship—that's the starting point. Let's not get it twisted. The way we won the championship in 2019, that's not the conventional starting point. You don't that. formulate it all, and then this man just dr- gets dropped in and for next to nothing, and you know, now you're just on the path to competition. Like you got to add a guy. Like I don't care. No, nah. like genuine. But again, I'll give everybody with Pascal. Pascal and Trent have to stay. Everyone else can go, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, fine. I mean, still, you can have everybody. Bro. I feel like OG, Scotty, Fred, and a couple of picks should be more than No, no, not all of those. Like, I'm saying any combination of those men plus four, three picks. Yeah. I'm yeah. cool. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm for that. Any combination, no, any three combination of any three men, to be clear. Any three men. And Rob's, any three. Nah, Pascal's untouchable to me. Pascal, Scotty, Fred. Actually, that's kind of wild still. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> See? That's what I'm talking about. I- <clears throat> Either Pascal or Scotty, and then any other two. That's what, I'm leaving it at that. Still, we'll see. We'll see. Again, that domino it, it, is supposed to fall in the next week. So by the time we have this next pod, hopefully Kevin Durant's in a new destination. Um, again, for those of you that haven't listened, go double click on Chris' bonus episode. Uh, he kind of went there in a monologue and kind of broke down the KD situation, gave trade targets, his opinion. Uh, it's a really great, really, really great analysis. So you guys make sure you double click on that. Make sure you guys go double click on all our old episodes because we do have a lot of content that's still in the vault um, that you can go and listen to, like, comment, share. Uh, give it to someone who's willing to take a listen. Never hoard a good thing because, again, we do put a lot of time and effort into these episodes. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, new I'm, new I'm, interview coming soon. Yeah, new interview coming soon. Uh, I don't know. I was probably forgot about that. It's coming. No, no, no. I, I remember. I just didn't wasn't sure what the timeline on was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's coming soon. I just popped up. I just popped up, remember like a couple days ago. No worries. But yeah, NBA free agency is in full effect. One point five billion has been given out. Moratorium is actually ending today, so that means that the deals will become finalized tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money. Free ba- a lot of good bands, things. Man. Free bands, man. It's free bands. Um, but you have anything you want to say for your rapper can get out of your kit? No, I'm good. All right. So again, all hustle, no luck coming to you every single Monday morning. I already said all the good stuff. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. We'll get, give it to someone who's willing to take a listen because we do put a lot of time and effort into these episodes. But until next time, we'll talk to you guys. Take care.